Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books. It's the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown. If you're looking for me on Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes Snap. I am Spike Lou in the social media streets, Instagram and the tweet streets. It's the only place that you'll find me. <laughs> what is TikTok? I have no idea what that even is. Well, you is. just created your profile at. No, so. I have seen TikTok now since we've been on quarantine life and all of that shit is just everywhere. So, yeah, I've seen the TikToks. I wonder if I can get stock in TikTok. You didn't try the TikToks? Absolutely. You definitely not. got a TikTok dance. I'm not I dancing. I want 100% seeing you with a TikTok One dance. person you ain't got to worry about dancing, people. It's your man. I don't believe that. What we got on deck, man? This week on the On Deck TV podcast, amidst quarantine, <laughs> the music business asked for a bailout from your boy, 4-5, Block Boy JB, is a Trump fan. Mm. And we rap with Dead End Hip Hop's FIFO. It's going to be a great interview, man. Y'all check that out. But first, mm-hmm. are you rocking with the artists and DJs, most notably DJ Nice? D-Nice. Uh, D-Nice, excuse me, doing his thing on IG over the past weekend. He had 100K plus uh, two, three nights in a row, man. Was you rocking with that? Is that a good thing? Yeah, shout out to uh, Big Jeff in the group chat. I believe he was the first to mention D-Nice was going in on IG on Saturday. Yeah. And I wasn't a believer at all. At you first. Like he was shaking it like that. Nah, you ain't know who D-Nice was. I remember the name, streets. the throwback joint, but. I'm thinking to myself, why in the hell would I sit in front of my phone and watch a DJ play music? Mm. Um, I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. I checked it out Sunday night, and that shit was a vibe. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I was drinking. So you were dancing. No, absolutely not. On my wine, shout out oh, to wow. Napa Valley. Oh, um, I was drinking, and I was having a good time listening to him. He was shaking it. It was, it was almost like a real club experience mm. because you're looking at the phone, and you're seeing the people who are joining in or who are commenting that they joined in. And it's famous people. It's people you know. <laughs> like it's, I'm seeing all kind of about, shit. Bro. It's something about watching something with other people yeah. live. Like it's just something about that shit. That's just like it In makes person it or a virtual. moment. Yeah, it, just, it makes it a moment. Like other people get to feel what you're feeling. I'm here for it. I think he, he did his thing. Like you said, you get to see the other people in there commenting on it, and. and most of all, like everybody sitting around the house, he he, he giving you like he's sharing his art. I talked Absolutely. about this when I was on the podcast with Chris Platt uh, not too long ago when we first got hit with this COVID-19 stuff. And I said, this is going to be a telltale time for a lot of content creators to be able to flex their muscle. We sitting around for two weeks. You're really not able to do anything. People get to go on IG Live and really be themselves. Labusi, yep. another guy who we've committed, he's done his thing over the last Absolutely. couple of days. He's been training. So it is a place and has a time period during all this down sad time where people go on there to make you laugh and do different things i'm all here for it yeah man i I saw that sway lee sway lee was the first person i saw actually throw like a concert Mm -hmm. he was in studio and he was like man i'm gonna do like a concert he crowd surfing and everything in the studio well john legend was singing on there with uh Mm -hmm. christy teigen he had his wife like sitting on the piano Fuck okay. off, man. This shit. John Legend, cheat code, though. Cheat code? Yeah, nigga, it sounds, it sounds like yeah, he nigga. in the fucking studio. She probably sounded good this as nigga fuck. This nigga just, nigga, he hits you with the note. Like, you're like, damn, nigga, is that a record? That nigga super cheat code, but he was doing the thing live on his piano, too. Anthony Hamilton did a live show. Fire. Eric Badu announced a dollar live show. A dollar, so you, you that's that's the move, right? Yeah, there. So by, you give a you put it behind Snapchat. a paywall. I you probably you doing on like a Zoom or something. That's real. And you do a dollar show. Dollar show, we coming to y'all. <laughs> Run it, Run hey, it, boss. People, I, I'm loving that. What what uh, this time is bringing out of people though. People getting real creative, mm, yeah, and right. that, and that's super dope. And I'm here for it. I wasn't sold on the DJ on IG. I, I was completely wrong. That shit was lit. This is a time for the content creators to stand up. I really do believe that. I really do. 
Yeah. Uh, man, next up, man. Now, the coronavirus has affected the music business. Uh, man, concerts, festivals, tours. Obviously, they've all been canceled, affecting everybody from the artists to the crews. Musicians like Lizzo and Anderson Pac have asked Trump to intervene. Do you see a relief package coming for the music business anytime soon? No, I don't see one coming their way anytime soon. But that's not to say that it's not deserved. Mm. Um, uh, the country's basically shut down yeah. over the last two weeks. And we're talking about tours. We're talking about not only the big name artists like Lizzo and Anderson Pack, But, again, I was talking with Chris Platt about this. We're talking about a mid-level artist, maybe a money yeah. bag. Yo, people that are going out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, grabbing twenty, thirty thousand from these clubs. Like that's not happening that's anymore. Good. You're stopping there for a whole month. That's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars if you work every weekend. You yeah. know what I mean? So a major adjustment is gonna have to be made and going to the government, they see them bailing out the rest of these industries and music is one of the number one industries in America. Yeah. It's one of our biggest exports as far as like what we send over. So I could see them doing that, but I think there has to be a lot more organization for this to even happen and a lot more representation in politics for musicians, not just voting or dying. Yeah. I think people got to realize, man, how many jobs are affected by the music business, nigga. That's the yeah. bus drivers. That's the stagehands, lighting, sound, nigga, the security. Yeah. Like, all of that is put to a screeching halt. Um, they're asking for help via tax benefits or interest-free loans or even direct support. You know what I'm saying? Well, obviously, they'll take that as well. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if it's hit Trump radar like that yet, though. Because, honestly, there's other industries that are probably a little more vital to the fabric of the country in terms of making it <laughs> run that True. could probably use a bailout or maybe a little bit um closer to the top of the list than Lizzo and Anderson <laughs> Yeah. And Not to say they don't, they don't need it. Don't get it twisted, but I yeah. think this is a time we talked about this before, how musicians lend themselves out to politicians during election season True. and how we say we would like to see more kickback from that Absolutely. like nothing really never happens when you get the vote or die campaigns this is a time to say hey you remember when i was voting or dying for you and i sent all of these people your way what are you doing for us and also we'll remember this in the future if you don't do anything for us when you come and say hey how about you get everybody together to concert? You're like, nah, bro. Remember we were struggling? I ain't, I ain't got nothing for you. So this yep. is a, a, a good key point. time to be able to see what politicians will actually do for musicians and those favors being cashed in. Too bad the politician that got elected, nobody musician-wise was supported. Up there. Your boy was up Ooh. there. Yay. He ain't looking for no bailout. He good, though. That's true. Let's go, yay. Republicans going Republican. Me and yay good out here in these streets. I see you, boy. Me and yay good is nasty. <laughs> In the meantime, if you do want to support your indie artists, man, please stream their music, buy merch. Stream the music, buy merch. Share it on social media. Just uh, in, consume content while you are uh, quarantined. Well, you ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, Kodak Black, Luda, Cardi. Speaking of the COVID-19 crisis, they donate to help with it. You mm. think that hip-hop is making their voice loud enough and, being, and doing enough? Um, shout out to Kodak Black. Donated 5000 in school supplies to students in his hometown in, in Broward. Mean PR campaign. Yeah. Uh, Cardi B donated, proce donated proceeds from her coronavirus song. She also did a uh, national anthem, the coronavirus song. I don't believe she, that. You heard the coronavirus song? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she, the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the one she donated to. She's donating oh, proceeds, she proceeds from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It. She's donating proceeds from that to the cause. 
Um, I don't believe they made it on iTunes. Yeah, it's true. It was so, trending and everything. That's funny. Charting and everything. Shout out to Lecrae. He put 15 portable sinks with uh, soap dispensers around the Atlanta for the homeless. Um, so people are definitely doing shit. Yeah. Um, but who, like, I'm not the person to say what somebody should or shouldn't be doing. But and there's a lot of. No, no, no. There's a lot of feel-good stories out here. Those are just a few. It's a lot of people doing shit. Ludacris doing some stuff. There's a lot of people doing stuff, man. So, But to be fair, we named a couple of big, you know, those are big-time artists. They're straight. Right. But a lot of these artists out here are check the check, bro. Like, let's not get it twisted because you see them iced up. You see them with designer shit on. You see them on TV and doing big things. A lot of them have big expenses as well. And when their money stops... Those expenses, you still have to keep going, man. And that upkeep on them big boy houses ain't no hoe. Uh, them notes on those whips ain't no hoe. So there's a lot of shit that they have to keep paying. Some of them have a lot of child support things going on. So it's tough. I, I can't expect everyone to be out here just loaning out their bread when they ain't got nothing coming in either, to be fair, to shoot, to shoot some artists some bail. So I do think that people are doing good things out here. I'll just focus on the ones that are. Yeah, I, I don't think it's hip-hop job to uh, come through and – provide help during this crisis it, anything that you get on top of it is a plus so shout out to kodak luda cardi mm-hmm. uh i agree with you i don't i don't expect to see these people doing these things just because they made it or we ex- or they got the diamonds on it we see them on tv i don't expect that yeah, yeah. um and the people do shit year round by the way too yeah and, and these people do stuff year round all the time uh, music th- the best way i think for hip-hop to contribute is to continue to give us content um mm. i i think that while we're going through this time and of, of uncertainty. This is a time for memorable music to be made, mm. like memorable projects probably possibly to be dropped. That's the biggest contribution I feel like the artists could make. They can make people feel good. And like, I ain't, I'm not here asking for nobody's money, no handouts. Uh, but if they are like they are artists, you know, give something back. Like, come on with that Kendrick. Come on with the, Come on with that Drake. Oh, no, man. Come on with all of that. Now, and people may not buy it. Like, it may not do well in numbers. But that that be like it ain't got to do numbers right now. Like, yeah, you know I'm saying like it, it just and that may be me hmm. not being capitalist, but. There are ways that musicians and other people like that are able to give back like DJ Nice did. Like they can do those things through Instagram, through projects. It ain't it's easier than ever to record an album now. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if, yeah. If, if if that's the thing that in which some fans need or some people need to get through, I feel like that they should do that. Shout out to Challenge Game Bino. He dropped this surprise project finally on streaming sites. It came out already. Yeah, it already came out on right. Sunday. Of course it is. He's the most talented man in music. Jamie Foxx. Um, <laughs> Jamie Foxx don't make music no more. Jamie Foxx do make music. Man, they ain't a song in years, Jamie Foxx is a better singer. He's a Blame better it actor. on the Ollie Al- 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 comedian. I'm just telling you, Jamie Foxx, man. Hey. Um, now, we mentioned the live shows on IG that have popped off, and we've even seen some journalists holding interviews like Elliot Wilson with artists. Um, if you had a hip-hop quarantine wish list, mm. Whether that's a secret album drop, whether that's an IG live studio session, or just a Q&A on some one-on-one shit, uh, what would you like to see? I would like to see, I'm going to go for the low-hanging fruit at first here, my guy Kendrick. It's always an event when he drops. I feel like he could be one of those guys that do a tweet, hey, meet me at IG live at 12 o'clock. I'm going over 10 new songs that I'm doing. They ain't got a release. It ain't got to be a project. Just, hey, I'm in the yo. Let's vibe out to these 10 songs. You guys come in here. Let's do the comment thing. Mm-hmm. I think something like that would be 
epic. That would be a new milestone in hip hop. Like people have had, like Jay dropped on 9/11. People have had different things yeah. in history that they associate their albums with. During this quarantine time, you hold like a live listening session. You do like just random song shit in the studio that you're doing, or you got somebody IG live in your verse. This is where rappers who are truly talented, they're gonna be able to shine. Yeah. What they like, I would, I would try to get a million people on my live. Like I, like Absolutely. if I Drake, if I'm Drake, like I'm coming out with a new song. Like everybody meet me on my live at such and such. I got the new song cracking. Like yeah. I got LeBron over to the house, all of this <laughs> shit. Like I would make it an event. Like I would make at some point in time during these two weeks, I would make the IG live an event. This can make. A star, a superstar, this can make a mid-level star a star, but this is an opportunity to do something on your live and, and, and really bring a lot of people and get the attention and do something special. If I had my choice, though, I would want to see Kendrick do some unreleased songs and just sit there and, like, vibe with people, respond to some comments, things of that nature. What would you do? Yeah, I mean, that, number one, you just want Kendrick because he's been gone the longest. And he would and be he's, the best at it. And he's been scared to, to rap with niggas for the past Three years. Scared is an interesting word. So that's why you would want Kendrick. Everybody is dying for new Kendrick would be shit the because he's it. been gone the longest. He would be the best at that, man. I think J. Cole, if, if real quick, if I'm, I'm going to talk an artist and I'm going to think of some other shit real quick. Mm -hmm. But I think on the artist level, I think J. Cole needs to do his dollar in a dream that he mm. did when he was coming up and that he reintroduced a couple of years later. He needs to do a version of that for the IG Live. It would be hard. And that shit would be dope. And But see, you can set it up to where. Like you remember when uh you remember when the baby was stuck on the plane yeah. <laughs> and he performed and did his shit but he had he had a plane in the background it looked kind of dope it fit his persona right, or right, whatever right, right. if J Cole could do something of that nature where it fits his persona whether that's I don't know at his old crib but whatever you know whatever shit he can think of with no haircut and you know the same Jordans on or whatever mm. I think if he did something like that that'll be fire and it it would make sense for him Drake. It this doesn't make sense for a Drake movie. It's not big enough. We're for in different a Drake times, movie. though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. fam, do you know? He can sit this one out, though. Nah, the inti the intimacy that Drake would build with an IG live, one of his little soft ass songs that he come out with that y'all <laughs> love, dude. That shit would go fucking crazy. Nah, I'm telling you, Drake need to drop that heat in that, the tub. That's my guy. Hey, you at the embassy? What's the name of the the house? What's the name of it? The embassy? I don't know what you that shit. Called. That shit look nuts. Yeah. Oh, it look crazy. Whatever the name of that shit was, man. Like have the shit out there, man. I just I, nah. all the way. He, he's too. That's my guy. But his his shit is too wrapped up. It's too neatly put in a bow to do any type of random shit where people could comment. It's just that's just not the type of organization that he run. That's not how he put his shit out. His shit be super thought out. So you you think Drake would be scared somebody would get in there and flame his ass up in the comments? Nah, live, it's just live. You got a nigga just coming for your head like Kendrick gonna come in there and say. Butcher's coming, nigga. Nah, it's gonna end this whole life. I'm trying. He just not. He's too polished of an artist to do something like that. Though. Similar to like when you tell me he was trying to battle rap, something like that. Exactly. Mm. Like, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is different though, man. This is like, this is like a big event because it's not just happening in one place. Like this whole quarantine shit. This is what everybody's talking about. Similar to how. The DJ did and got his shit cracking. It's because For everybody's sure. doing the same thing. So once word starts to spread, nigga, if if a motherfucker told you that Drake was on IG Live right now with new shit, we would pull these no, up while sure. we're recording or just press pause and wait till we got through. That's so a it fact. would be big. Of course, no, it would be you know a huge saying? deal. So once it started, like like Beyonce or somebody like that did, it, pff, that shit would go like wildfire. I think somebody need to do like a 
like Chris Brown or like a Beyonce or some like doing like they rehearsal like they like dance, dance rehearsal or something. Or something. Yeah, like, like a dance, some type if of I was dance. I'd be on there telling jokes. That's what I'd I'd be that's what needs to pop nigga off. Up, boy. That's what needs to pop oh off. Stand God, up. Niggas need to be doing stand up. I'd be adding niggas in, joking Tough. on them. Tough. Oh, Flaming niggas. I can't believe Lil Duval ain't done that. Yeah, that that would be the that would be clutch. Yeah. Um I, so, I have seen some Q and A's though. I seen uh Elliot talking to Benny. He did like an interview with Benny on IG Live. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for stuff like that. But it'd have to be a moment, man. It'd have to be you'd have this would be a perfect time for the Ludacris and TI. Where they ain't gotta be in the same room. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it wouldn't would be as expect. tense. I would. You know what I'm saying? It'd be relaxed. It'd be like, oh, what's good, bro? You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. Like it would it would seem genuine and not so forced to where they gotta pull up and go to the studio and they gotta dap niggas up and you know what I'm saying? Like then you might have niggas with him that still ain't over this shit. You know what I mean? Like this is the safe play for a Luda T.I. Cool. expeditiously episode on IG. That would be cool. That'll be hard. Yeah, I would, I would go with that. I would definitely go with that. There's a lot of possibilities out here for great content during this time, man. Yeah, a lot. Uh, I also like the the Netflix joints I've been seeing too. People watching Netflix on live, and like you be able to comment and shit. You know, like Netflix watch parties and shit. That's hard. That is hard. Like all that the TV watch parties and shit is that's cold. Like Bill Simmons is and his son, outside the box. Bill Simmons, his son was playing Madden on his IG live, and oh, people were commenting on that. It was pretty cool too. No, nobody want to see me on Madden. By the way, I'm in my bag yeah, right now. Get out of here, Animal I underscore Spike Brown. Game attack. Nobody cares. Come see me, Animal underscore Brown. PS4, let's go. Um, and let us know, what what would y'all see? What's on y'all quarantine wish list, Yeah, what man? y'all want to see, man. Podcasts really don't translate over because you can really just get those anytime. You just pull that up on YouTube. Yeah, live, I mean, but your boy. podcast really just ain't going to hit. Who is your boy in them? Who? The, the brothers. Um, oh, Jeff and Eric. They doing uh, they doing the daily real, shit. Yeah, the daily quarantine radio. And they calling that's though. That's hard. Calling in is that's, that's that's killer. Yeah. And doing that. So yeah. Um and y'all let us know what y'all would look for. Hey, don't go nowhere. You we got FIFO. Like what Sunday service? He would ruin his career. What is he on so right now? I'm just saying you you wouldn't want to see anything live from him right now. Just like You're making a beat. I a Q and A with Kanye would be amazing right now. No, nah, I love. I'll just answer. I would fans love questions. Love yeah, yeah, that'd be hard. for that nigga to pull up an IG and just answer yeah, people's questions. Hard. Oh my god. Nah, he can make a beat though. That's it. I don't want to see that. Travis Scott was making beats. Uh, Tyler the Creator was making beat. Tyler the Creator set up. I don't want to see that. He, now, Tyler Crater was making beats, but in a, he was in like a... <laughs> Some nigga hung up on him because he asked him about what he was wearing. ASAP Rocky. ASAP, he asked ASAP Rocky that's what funny. he was wearing. He hung up on him. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Now, Tyler the Creator had to set up in like the... I don't know where he was. It, he had like the full wall-to-wall windows with like snow-covered mountains in the back. Nigga, like he was in the Swiss Alps, nigga. I'm like, he damn, what the fuck is he Definitely had? in Wyoming. <laughs> That shit that look nuts. That shit look nuts, though. Shout out to the creator. Yeah. Uh, man, y'all don't go nowhere. We got our boy FIFO. Yeah, man, from Dead End Sports. Much, very entertaining interview, man. Absolutely. We appreciate him stopping by. Check it out, man. What's going on, good people of On Deck TV, Hip Hop Land? It's your boy Big Jeff from the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring myself, J Hove, and Weezy each and every Monday. Once you finish this action packed episode of the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast, make sure you check out FSP. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hey, man, we are back. See On Deck TV Podcast. It's your man, Animal Brown. I am Spike Lou. All right, I told you guys we had a special guest in the building. Um, one that needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. Um, we got a guy from Is the Mic Still On podcast, uh, executive producer of Black Korea, mm-hmm. uh, Dead End Sports, and of course, Dead End Hip Hop. FIFO is in the building. What's good, sir? 
What it do? What it do? You miss a couple though. Oh shit! Wow. What I, what I miss? What you got? Executive producer of the All Over Podcast mm. and the executive producer of the Now, now Listing Podcast. Got to get podcast. them EP credits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know, man. I'm trying to be the Diddy of podcast, man. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Wearing a lot of hats, man. How tough is it juggling those responsibilities? Um, you know, like I hustle, man. I grind, you know, because I love what I do. So even though it's work, it don't feel like work. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. You know, I, all I want to do is just trying to expand the dead-end brand and expand my brand behind it, too, and just learn real-life skills behind it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, things go left. We never know, right? Like, we can't predict stuff. I got skills that I took away from, you know what I'm saying, trying to grow certain things, mm-hmm. video editing, podcast mm-hmm. editing, stuff like that, that, you know, I can build and do other things with that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Nice. Where you originally from? Uh, born in Chicago. Okay. Raised in Miami. Uh, my parents are Cuban, so I'm 100% Cuban. Okay. Swag. Yeah. I was going to say, you gave me a New York vibe. You get yeah, that a lot. Bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially down here. Yeah. How yeah. was growing up in Miami? Fucking amazing. Yeah. Clearly. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, <laughs> know that. so it's like, when I was in my early 20s, like, mm-hmm. I was already chill because I was going to 21 and over clubs at 15, 16, 17. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? South the Beach and everything. It, right. Yeah. You know Man, what I'm saying? Night, so, like, night. by the time I got to my 20s, I'm like... This ain't I'm nothing, man. That. I'm off that. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> now, we spoke a dead end, and we had Ken on earlier. Mm-hmm. How did that get started, and did that get you in the podcast? Man, so, so like, the podcast was way later, but I'll mm-hmm. start, like, from the beginning. So, the way um, I met Ken, I met Rod, I met Mike, we all used to work together. Right. And um, B uh, was real close with Rod, and B hooped. So that's kind of how I got introduced to to B. So like on every Friday we used to have this thing called uh, Big Balling Friday. We all used to go to the court, you know, what I'm saying go out there and hoop. So that's kind of how we got together. But um, the way that end started was um, I got let go of the job, and you know, I say I was in between jobs or whatever. And Ken and Rod came to me mm-hmm. with this idea, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, they pitched it and everything. Remember where uh, Fox Sports Grill was in um in Atlantic, in, uh, Station. Atlantic Station? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yep. That's where we went. And uh, we sat down, and they pitched me the idea. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hip-hop is soft. Everybody's, a, you know, super this, friendly, that. And the third, I'm like, hip-hop's not supposed to be that way. And nobody's really speaking their mind. Mm. And I said, the only way I'm doing it, if it's no politics, no BS. Nice. So, like, from that first meeting, our whole motto of what we stood by, our integrity, was 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 put on the spot right then right. and there. Nice, right. nice. I was just about to say, when they first... When they first hit you with the idea, you were on board from day. You're like, like niggas run it like this, yeah. yeah. Because because obviously I already had a relationship with them, so I already knew the type of conversations we had, and I knew that on YouTube, obviously YouTube was still early. Yeah. Um, just just the way you consume content even back then was different, but nobody was doing what we were doing. When you read Complex, when you read Double XL, everybody was just bigging up everything. I'm like, bro, this shit is whack the as trash. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody got to call it. Somebody yeah. got to say something, you know. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah, if that's gonna be me, I, I, I'm. With it, let's right. go. Yeah. There's a way to get your voice out there. Like, be the bad guy. You want to yeah, be the bad it, guy. It didn't matter to me. <laughs> What'd you grow up listening to? Man, so growing up in a Cuban household, I listened like I grew up listening to like a lot of Spanish music. So like India, um shit. Um I couldn't even name all of the artists that my mom put me on to. But like once I started getting a little bit older, well my mom introduced me to hip hop. The first hip hop artist I listened to was Salt and Pepper. Oh word. <laughs> that was like the first okay. you know what I'm saying? About right, about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that and then um I was real big in the heavy D. Um, and then I kind of, you know, kind of like took a little hiatus just because I couldn't control what I listened to. 
you know, so my parents was real big in R&B, Spanish music, stuff like that. But the first CD I bought for myself was Puff Daddy No Way Out. Ooh, mm. okay. Yep, so okay. I was like sixth, seventh grade, eighth yeah. grade. So that was the first CD I bought, and that shit just blew me away. Yeah. It, it, it just changed me. Like, I, I even went to my mom, like, hey, uh, you're cussing <laughs> in this music. So, uh, you know. You're cool with this, are, right? Are you cool? Like, I'm yeah. ruining this, right? And then she kind of looked at me, and she was like, yeah, you about almost a teenager. You, yeah, you, you got it. You know I'm good with it. Were you in Atlanta at that time? No, I was in Miami. Okay, okay. When did you move to Atlanta? I moved to Atlanta, shit, um, like 12 years ago now. Okay, okay. Yep. What prompted that? If your mommy has Yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Man, you know, uh, Chirac got a... Got that, got that reputation for a reason. And mm-hmm. um, I'm the oldest of three brothers. Mm-hmm. And my youngest brother, he went out um, to a park just chilling with his homies. It was like a group of six or seven. And you know how they say, you know, you in a group, you're more protected, this, that, and the third. But yeah. in Chicago, man, the rules is different. Right. And um, after they played in the park and stuff like that, you know, basketball, whatever, they was on their way home and they got robbed at gunpoint for all their bikes. Mm. Wow. And at that point, man, like when my brother got home, you know, I started researching, like, where can we move? You yeah. know, and I came across Marietta, Georgia. And, um, you know, I started sending listings to my people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, this is for rent, this is for rent, this is for rent. And I kind of wanted to, but, you know, I still felt like I was establishing, reestablishing myself because we left um, Chicago, we went back, and then now we, you know what I'm saying, came back. But um, mm-hmm. I was just, um, you know, researching and everything, and... They moved quick, and I was, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, it was the best move ever. You know what I'm saying? I, I was trying to buck it a little bit, but, you know, yeah. so it worked out. Did Atlanta push you into the creative space of, like, podcasting, wanting to be the Diddy of podcasting, and, and doing the different stuff content-wise, or were you on that in Miami and Chicago as well? Nah, you know, I, I feel like I just always had a personality. Right. Um, And I always knew that I wanted to do something, but I just... I didn't know how to create it myself. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's why I got to give a big shout out to to Modest Media, to Ken, because they they allowed me to creatively express myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if it wasn't for them, like I, you probably wouldn't know who I was, at least not at the level that, that we've gotten to. You know, so um, I've always had it in me. I just was never able to create it. I agree with you. I'm in the same boat. I think it's come to a point where you're, you know, you're not a rapper, but it is a creative mm-hmm. aspect that comes into podcasts and doing what you're doing, being able to express yourself. So I definitely feel what you're saying there. So you went from Chicago to Atlanta. So all right. So let me give you the whole story because it's it's a lot of movies. <laughs> okay. I was born in Chicago. Got right? you. Dad uh, was a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Lived that type of life, and um, you know he burnt his connect. He ran from the plug. Uh, um, so we moved to Miami. <laughs> okay. And uh, while we were in plug. Miami, huh? <laughs> to find a better plug. No, not even. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Get away from everything. <laughs> but you know, like, like I, I always, I always credit Jay Z on um, uh, American Gangster. Uh, I want to say it's Fallen. And he has a lyric where he says mm. it's two sides of substance abuse. You know what I'm saying? You got people that use it, and but you got people that that's addicted to, yep. to the hustling. Yeah. My dad was addicted to the hustling. So, you know, he promised my mom and everything that, you know, I'm going to let it go, you know, because we had a great life in Chicago. We went to Miami, and she already knew his hiding spot, so she found him, you know, doing the same shit. She's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. We left everything to come here to do it to on a smaller this. scale. Right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> They separated, um, and then um, my mom got mixed up in some stuff, 
And um, to to for her to get straight, for us to be straight, we moved to Macon, Georgia. Mm. Um, and then I was there for like maybe like a year. And then that, you know that that's a culture shock, bro. That's Chicago, a big change Miami, from Miami to Macon. Macon slowed it all the way down, Woo-hoo. all the way. So yeah, then yeah. you know I moved back by myself. You know, and this to Miami, the, to Miami. Okay. And then this was the first time you know I was living on my own. Pops gave me his Benz to drive in. I had my oh, apartment, like a. 18, 19. Turning up. Lit. Bruh, I, I was like, fuck rent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it was just crazy. I, it, it was a crazy life. But then, you know, like, life started hitting me. Like, hey, bro, like, you about to get kicked out. Yeah, this, yes. and the third. My it's dad real. looking at me like, I'm crazy as hell. So, you know, I moved back to with my moms because I, I wasn't ready for that life. It came too quick. You got to be ready for Miami. Like, oh, Miami, be, a different yeah, world. Mentally bro. ready. Yeah. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah, yeah. like as Miami, different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different. Even a different going world. down there on vacation, you got to prepare yourself 100%. for like, oh, it's Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so then after that, I moved back to Macon with my peoples. By that time, my mom was straight, and she was like, hell no, we got to get up out of here. So that's when we moved back to Chicago. Okay. okay. Then we was there a couple years, and then that incident with my with my youngest brother happened, and then we was like, "F that," you know what I'm saying? So we moved here. Okay. Yeah. Now, what, what's the what was the Chicago rap scene like when you were there? That last time, um, are you paying attention close to it like that? Or are you all well, the way in? Well, I was I was um, primarily listening to the radio, and then there was guys that I was listening to. So that's kind of like when G Unit blew up. Okay. So I was heavy on G Unit. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your favorite member? Um, mm. Lloyd Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks, okay. Um, okay. I, I felt Hunger for More was was the best like individual outside of Fifty. We, you know, yeah, so I'm just right, right, right. What is, what is, yeah, other guys, yeah. yeah, it was Lloyd Banks. Um, and then Young Buck, yo, yeah, yo, was come on, man, that was yeah, that was yeah, 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 come on, let's do this. We'll count it, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But um, but now I was listening to the radio, so that's when uh, Twister was 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 re blowing up, mm-hmm. you know, because of Kanye, overnight celebrity, exactly, overnight celebrity, everything that he was doing with that, um. So Kanye, you know, like like I wasn't really my ear wasn't necessarily to the streets of Chicago. I was listening gotcha. to everything that was happening. Hmm. So that's kind of when I got put on the Jeezy, and I can't remember the group that he came out with. CTE. No, 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 no. Um, two, two, bad boy. Was Jody Breeze. Oh, uh, boys, boys in the hood. Boys in the hood. Yeah. So boys in the hood started popping off, and then Jeezy popped off. Um, Ludacris started popping off. So it was like all of these other entities. So I wasn't like paying attention to Chicago. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Was, was there any motivation at all? Moving to Atlanta for professional, or was it just like we just need to get away from Chicago? Period. It was just we need to get away oh, from okay. Chicago. Chicago too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was just you know because think about it, man. Like you know, like I'm very protective of my older, of my younger brothers, mm-hmm. and um, you know, big time family guy. And for that to happen, and then you know, for for it to have gone like left, and mm-hmm. you had no control over that. Right. Exactly. I don't know how I would have felt. It's not you a know situation you want. Yeah. Put so in. like we just we just needed a better situation. It wasn't that you know we wasn't eating or we didn't live good but it's just that environment man like yeah. like you really can't escape that you don't want to get caught up in no retaliation type shit exactly. you know what i mean you throw your yeah. whole joint exactly. away that makes sense it yeah. makes a lot of sense now when you did come to did the, you pick up hooping in chicago or like what was um, that where's your love course, for that bro, i was born in 84 so you know what year that is okay Jordan, <laughs> you know sense. you know what year that, that is so by, the, so, so by the time i was like four or five i could start you know watching tv understanding mm-hmm. it was mj all day right yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's where i like the love of basketball came from Michael Jordan, but the refinement of my game came from Allen Iverson. Okay. That was the first person that, 
you know, I really started to pattern my game. So I had a couple of Jordan moves. I was like, you know, tongue out, hang time, reverse, stuff <laughs> like that. Spray, yeah. yeah, but then, you know, you notice that like, damn, bro, I'm kind of short. You know, he, <laughs> you know, so let me let me look at some other short dudes, you know right. what I'm saying, that I can, you know, kind of mimic or whatever. So AI was the first person. So like my step back, my snatch back, I got all that from him. Um, <laughs> and then as I got older and started growing, getting into high school and stuff like that, you know, Tim Hardaway uh, was somebody I definitely watched. Um... Man, Damon, uh, uh, Damon Stoudemire For sure. was another person. You know what I'm saying? So I just started watching a lot of different point guards and stuff like that and started modeling my game. Hold on, Z. So you play, what, did you play high school? Mm -hmm. Played oh, high okay. school. Played high school. Because um, remember how I, I moved all of these times. Like, yeah. I moved in um, my my, jun my junior going to senior year to Macon. Mm -hmm. So that okay. messed a lot of stuff up. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Now, was there anything leading up to you linking up with the Dead and Hip Hop guys that was pushing you in the direction of media and, and things of that nature? Or was that the first time I introduced you to it? First time. Mm. First Word. time. Yeah. But, but you know, like, I, I, I feel like I always have, like, a creative mind. I've always had an overview mindset. So... When somebody talks, I can I, I see the pictures in my head. You know what I'm saying? I can I can see what's gonna happen. So when they were pitching me the idea, like I already knew it and I knew how I was gonna fit in because mm. you know, I'm a little boisterous, I'm a little loud, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I speak my mind, I don't hold back. So I knew how that was gonna play with whoever wanted to watch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I knew it was gonna be a hit. I was just about to say, what do you bring what how, what role do you feel that you bring to Dead End? Um I used to be the young guy. I'm, I'm getting old now, though. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's other young guys coming yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That's why we got the interns uh -huh. and stuff like that. That's why I'll we gotta diversify the demographic and the age group. You know that we appeal to. But um, for me, originally, it was the loud guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was the guy that um, just the loud guy. The opinionated, outspoken, exactly. The Cuban guy. You know what I'm saying? And I only say that because you said that we were on the mic still long. So you oh, said yeah, Cubans are known shirt. for being. Yeah, yeah, you told. That's what I was referencing the yeah. shirt that you were yeah, talking 100%. about. Now they approached you, Rod and Ken, to mm -hmm. do Dead End, and it was starting with hip hop, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now you have all these other things that you do now, as far as the real estate, and you're mm -hmm. into the. Do you find it hard to still keep up with hip hop and have the same passion? Nah, it's still there for nah, you, man. Because it's like, it's, it's kind of like basketball. You know mm. what I'm saying? I can't play at the same level. You know what I'm saying? But I still go out there and do my best. Right. I still watch. I was still coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I miss coaching. You know. So once you have a passion for something, it never dies. As long as you alive and you breathing, that's still a part of you. It just may evolve and change. You know what I'm saying? Like like again, I ain't gonna go out there and bust no. You know, 15, 16, <laughs> 17 year old ass no more. Right. Yeah. But I still love the game on all sense. levels. So, what do you appreciate more about hip hop now being older? Man, the stories. You know, like 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 I always mm -hmm. said, like on uh, a lot of our reviews. Like for me, it's about connecting with artists and and and, and being able to relate their message to what I'm doing. So I, I more now I like you know the grown man hip hop like the Royce. Mm -hmm. Oh music, yeah, like, that man, album's you amazing. know the allegory is amazing. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I said in that review. I learned something, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so to be able to learn from hip-hop, that's kind of where I am. Now, I still like the turn-up shit. I like the bump in the whip shit. For sure. But, but at the end of the day, I'm older, and I got to be able to, like, take something from this where now I can show, you know, my kids. You pass it down. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. The same way I did with my little brothers. You know, like, a lot of their uh, peers and stuff, they don't know about Jay-Z's... Um, uh, what's the first album? Reasonable, Reasonable Doubt. Doubt. Reasonable Doubt. You yeah. know, horrible yeah. names. Um, <laughs> like, like they don't know about Reasonable Doubt. They don't know about Nas. They don't know about this stuff. But they do because I put them on. Because you put them yep. on. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, like I'm I'm always gonna be that person. I'm always gonna be that homie that's like, yo, you should listen to this. You gotta go I check know this you. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah. And this that speaks to where hip hop is right now with those with the contemporary rap right mm-hmm. now like it's grown man shit mm-hmm. that you can listen to where they dropping gems and putting you up on game i don't know if that necessarily i don't know who that was in 95 because mm-hmm. i don't know if that existed like that to where to the extent of 444s and you learning shit and googling shit that royce make you google some shit yeah, 100%. you know what i'm saying i don't know if that existed or if it was that deep in 95 somebody would have to put me up on that mm-hmm. but i feel like now it's an abundance it's something for everybody now no 100 true who do you point people towards the most now when you say you want to be the one to put people on hey you should check this out because i know you who do you find yourself talking about the most man um like it just it, de- it depends on the person i'm talking to okay right so like for me like it's not one size fits all right so it depends on where you are that i will you know what i'm saying like advise you to go listen mm-hmm. to this person or not gotcha. um you know so but but like my personal favorite is like obviously i put people always on the big crit you know what I'm saying? I oh, feel yeah. like, like that's the that's the preeminent Southern lyricist right now in the game. Yeah. Okay. You know, even though I ain't like the last album, but it is what it is. Really? It's hard though when your first album. I'm like, mad at that. See, his first project is his best project though. This is like that's the biggest complaint. Crit was here. Me. Yeah, Crit was the best project. Crit was here was, was is is one of his best. But I, like Forever in a Day. Um He got some heat though. Those are good, but it's hard to like maintain. Like he came out. No, no, he did. Well, he did. It was, bang. Bang. It was like yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But um Crit, who else? Crit, um, obviously Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? I'm huge on Nipsey. Um, damn, who else? Who else? Um, How you feel about Griselda? Of course, Griselda. But see, but but that but, but that's specific though. True. It depends. You gotta on like that type of exactly. stuff. That yeah, is yeah, facts. But yeah, kind of niche. It is, it is. But them motherfuckers. I was Ooh. telling my homeboy about him. He's a little older. He was like, Man, them niggas is lying, bro. Ain't no way niggas were selling out their drugs. I was like, bro, but like you said, it depends on who you're talking to exactly. and who you recommend it to. So you just you just named artists from three different regions. So you pretty I much did. do you do you skew to a specific like you prefer like a southern type? Or you are you all over? You know, before um, I was definitely more a southern yeah. uh, uh, artist that, that that I liked, but now that I do that in hip hop, bro, like it's opened up my ear to a lot of different stuff. So it don't matter now. Like dope yeah. is dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Who's the audience for dead end hip hop versus is the mic still on? <laughs> That's a damn good question. Um, the dead end hip hop audience is really for hip hop heads. I'm not even going front. Um, we try to, you know, do a couple of commercial artists here and there. I saw We're that little baby review. Little baby, we <laughs> did. Um, yo, Gotti this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna do Lil Uzi. So you know, like we. Good we, luck we, with that one. Yeah, well, I like Uzi though. I'm not gonna be there on that one. I gotta <laughs> work. Sitting that you. one out. I'm with you. <laughs> but um, you know, so like for me, I think that in hip hop is more hip hop heads. I think is the Mike Stallone, and the reason why we created that was it allows us to color outside the lines that we created for Dead and Hip Hop. You know, because you. obviously, like, we all have a personal relationship on, um, just with the Dead and crew. So it was kind of like we talk about so much stuff outside of hip hop that nobody got to hear. So we was like, well, shit, like, you know, we're already big. Let's go ahead and just create another platform. But the crazy thing about that platform is that the people that listen to Is The Mike Stallone aren't dead and hip-hop listeners. Yeah. So, like, it's so crazy, like, with all of the brands that we've been able to create and grow, they're all unique. Yeah. Like, they don't necessarily spill over, which is... And they stand alone. Yeah, they stand alone. In my opinion, just on the Is The Mike Stallone, it's like you guys invite not... 
just people from Dead and Hip Hop or from everybody that knows you guys into a conversation with you because mm-hmm. you do the feedback and the um, the different segments. And I know when I was on there with you guys, it was just fun. It was like a kickback. Like you kick it back with the fans, like you're giving each other shit. Y'all are giving each other shit on the show. So it was a real like laid back type of come join us for the conversation type of thing. And that's a dope. It's a unique aspect to have. I gotta pull up on y'all for this. It's it's, it's real. It was it was probably my funnest most fun I've had on one of them podcasts. That yeah, I man. Like, like, and, and, and that's that's always the feedback that we mm-hmm. get from people that we have on. Like, they're like, oh, shit, I didn't expect that. It was like three hours long, but it was yep, like yep. all in. Like, all yep. three hours you locked in because you're just having fun. Yep. You're talking. You're kicking yep. your shit. Nice, nice. Now, I, I, on your Twitter feed, I see you chiming in on, on a couple of topics that are going on kind of hot right now. Mm-hmm. The Megan Thee Stallion situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing, you, you've been retweeting some things. Uh-huh. Uh, what, who, whose side do you fall on? Is it the artist or the or the label? Um, I, I'm, I'm pro Meg. You know, I'm pro artist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. Like, I understand that you have a responsibility to understand what's in them contracts when you sign. Right. I get that. Right. But... In her situation, it's not like I'm trying to leave you. I'm I, like I don't want to deal business with y'all. Just let's renegotiate because I understand that from a label perspective, right? I gotta front a lot of money to even get Build you, you to up. a point. Yeah. So I get that, and most more often than not, you're not gonna even be nothing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I get that. But if you are something, let's all eat. Let's let let's stop trying to be stingy because look at the Diddy situation with Mace. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you're not even going to let him buy back his publishing. Yeah. You know so 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 my thing is this, right? Like I feel like hip hop and sports they they have a lot of commonalities. And you look at football. When somebody is outplaying their rookie contract, Russell Wilson, right? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like you. Thank got, you. I said the exact. I, I said the exact. Oh, wow. I said, uh, I said second round pick wasn't supposed to start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then they take you to the Super Bowl. It's time to sit back at oh, the table. <laughs> I swear. I swear to you. Thank you. Are y'all done? That's crazy. No, no. Ahead, I, ahead, I have to disagree with you guys okay. because when you talk about outperforming the rookie contract, her contract is to put out albums. Now mm-hmm. she hasn't put out albums. She's created a great persona she's got to this place where she's met with rock nation she's did a great job as an artist Mm -hmm. her job isn't done yet so as the guy from 1501 says i'm applauding what you're doing this was my expectation for you as a businessman when i signed on like i wanted you to be big Mm -hmm. now you're telling me because you performed outperformed some say Mm-hmm. You want to renegotiate the terms that we've agreed on, but you haven't delivered anything. All you've done, you haven't delivered promo, anything. All you've done is promo. We signed That's up to do it? albums. Come on, we man. signed look, up look, to look, do look. albums. I don't have one album, and it's not, in my opinion, it's not about the money. It's about Shit. I've invested my time, and I'm Carl, Carl Crawford, the guy over fifteen on one. I want to be in the music industry. This is something that I assume that he's passionate about. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting a raw deal just because he did what he was supposed to do as a middleman. I'm supposed to make you hot. I'm supposed to provide an environment for you to be Meg the Stallion. But and you, you know, did it. But you know what now a raw deal you want to renegotiate nah, 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 nah. But, but but see but see now you, you gotta fix some of them words because you said a raw deal. A raw deal means like you know what I ain't trying to you do business with you no more. Yep. That's what be, he's be, getting though. Because what now she's mean? with Rock Nation she's like well I want to renegotiate just a management deal though. True. That's not her exactly. that's not who she signed to. You just managing my affairs you're booking my concerts you're making sure stuff is right true the lawyers because think about it in her in her music contract she doesn't have representation true she has representation now through rock Rock nation Nation. right so that means that her business affairs are in order now 
right? <laughs> so all I'm saying is, is look, I'm not saying you can't eat and put food on the table. I'm just saying let me get a slightly bigger piece because I'm the one that got to go travel. Like, did you read some of the stipulations in I that did. contract? Yeah, I it's did. Crazy. So, 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 you mean, so you mean to tell me that as the artist, I got to pay for my own travel Tra and booking? That's nuts. Come on, man. That's Let's nuts. renegotiate, Spike. But listen, Spike. though, but listen yeah, though as an artist, you do have... I don't know if that's the standard or not, but I've seen that as an artist, that's been that's that's happened before. So my point, if I'm called Crawford, I'm trying to make money. I'm a businessman at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, if I want to make money and I'm really invested in Meg and what she has going on, I still want the final product, and that's an album. All of this stuff is extra. Well, she me, hasn't outperformed anything yet to what you guys are saying because she hasn't put out an album. Well, let me ask you She's this. created a great persona. But well, let me ask you this, though. If... She says, I'm not creating no more music. Mm -hmm. What yeah. does that do then for you? Then how much you making off that? Exactly. Or <laughs> or you want to be asshole petty and you tell me you shelving me. How much money you making? Now, that's a different conversation because I agree with you guys there. Carl Crawford, if he wants to be in the music business, should have a little more lean to what he's doing right now. It should be like, okay, I get what you're saying. Let's renegotiate. But technically, in my opinion, he got... All the, the the leverage in the world to be like fuck it. I have money. Actually, I don't have no, to put no, you no, out. No, like, no, I no, can't no. shell you, she, and I never have to she's do this. Come, come on, man. Look, That's look, fine. She's no, a star. No, come on. Look, look. We, we talked about sports and hip hop, right? Mm -hmm. Leagues are built on stars, Players. not ownership, bro. Facts. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Ain't so nobody buying the tickets because Jerry Jones. This is the only on the point in time that he's got. But Jerry Jones has a five billion dollar franchise. We understand that. We understand that. By doing business the way the Carl Crawford is operating. But here's the thing, though. The franchise is going to way outlast the artists. True. So you have to maximize the artists while you have them in their prime. And this and is I the Cowboys. And I either. think that's, and, my, and to you guys' point, I think that's what Carl Crawford is looking at. I have to build out 1501. It's not only about Megan Thee Stallion, you know. I, I got people And he to come already in. good? He good. Oh, he's on a $123 million baseball contract. So what, he so good about he, the money. Why is he super tight with this I, little? I think, in my opinion, just from what I've seen and read from him, he's super tight because the image being put out there is that he's trying to get over on her. And what he's saying is, I had people draw I these contracts the image, based though. off- I, I don't think that's the image. The industry standard. But I don't think that's the image, though. I think the image is, is that- Meg has outperformed. Meg is hotter. Come on, man. Like, 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 nobody thought Meg would be where she's at right now. I did. Except Carl Crawford. You think I, so? I, I That's what he signed. Like, I think when you sign a business deal, like, of course you, know you don't either, expect. Bro. No, you don't expect it, but your hope is <laughs> of this course, is gonna blow if up. If you maximize your potential, right? Yeah, right, there you go. Right. You can, but how many people in sports or hip hop do that? Realize their full potential below twenty five percent. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So, so you hope that. But you never really truly expect, expect it. it. Right. But now that it's happened, even though we didn't expect it, I have to renegotiate with you he as the a meal boss. Ticket, bro. Why we is that it. possible? Yeah. He, be, because because everybody wins. True. True. And like I said, we're talking in one sense if he wants to win or if he wants to continue in this business. But you know what? But look. Can you imagine how many albums she probably signed for? I'm scared to even They know. said it was four. Really? They said it was four. Uh, huh? I'm surprised at that. They said it was four albums. Look, I... I Somebody I mentioned earlier, right, Nipsey, mm -hmm. right, super businessman. Do you think that if something like this happened, especially with his people, that it wouldn't be worked out? It would be worked out because mm. it's all about money. It's all about business. And, and be the better business and the better perception is that, you know what, let's, let's, let, let's move let's some of these numbers out. around. 
Yeah. Right. You're going to be happy. I'm definitely going to be happy because it's not like you're not going to make money off of Meg, bro. <laughs> True. <laughs> so let's, let's look at it from a perspective like this. Right. So Carl Crawford is as dis- detached from this as he says he is. Like, I just want a music company. I want it to be successful in music. I agree with what you're saying about Nipsey's point, but that's a male artist. So if we take okay. it a step further, it takes a lot more financially for a female to be successful, even on the road with security, the look. All of these, like of all she, of these things, she going got more to maintenance. Him. Exactly. Absolutely. So at the end of the month, when he's getting his invoices and they're telling him it's gonna be worth it, Carl, just, just I promise you, she's gonna be a star. He like, okay, cool. I may not have spent this much in the beginning or with this guy or with these people on my life, but y'all telling me she's gonna be good. I'm signing off on it. Now it's come to fruition what these people are telling him, and she's saying, "Thank you for everything you did to get me in this position, but now I want to talk about getting some more money from you." Couldn't y'all see where he would be offended by that? No, because because here's the thing. Like like I think I think in business, good negotiation is when both parties are not happy about yep. it. Facts, right? That is yep. a fact. So I think you gotta that, feel like you left a little something on the table. One hundred percent. And I think that there is room for negotiation. I'm not saying give Meg the house. <laughs> I'm saying give her a little something. Right. So so a little something to me is if she signed for four albums, let let me sign you for two. Right, you know what I'm saying. Let 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 let's shorten it up so that way we can renegotiate for real. Yeah, you know, instead of you paying for all of your booking and stuff, I'll pay for that. Instead of owning thirty percent of your publishing, I own twenty percent of your publishing. Right, but I think his thing is why we have to talk about that now because she's huge. Yeah, and because if, she's huge. And if she continues to do that and drops an album, then there should be no problem with us talking about I, it in two months. Okay. No, no, but like, that's just how I he's looking at it. Though. No, no. I'm, how how long does it take hip hop artists to drop albums? <sighs> A year probably at least. Not really. Are you talking about now? Well, yeah, you 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 look at artists that drop albums. Typically, it's like year and a half, two. Mm. Between them, yeah. So you're talking a decade. So you're talking. Come on, bro. Yeah. Listen, I have no problem renegotiating the deal. My problem is with the timing of it. Like, if I'm Carl Crawford and I'm the CEO of 1501 and Mm -hmm. I put in all of this work. And I signed you and I started this because I thought that you were going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Now that you have lived up to the expectation of what we all are here for, we signed this contract for me to make you this big. Mm-hmm. Now you remember Rock Nation and they're telling you, ah, well, this is not right and this is not right and this is not right. Okay, cool. Those things may not be right. Ride it out with me like I rode it out with you until we get this first album done. Then I'm happy to talk well, to you about it. He hasn't said that, though. I, I, know, weird, I know. Oh, okay, I ain't okay. saying that he said that, but this is, this is perspective that I get. Uh, okay. Like in his <laughs> Billboard interview, the perspective that I'm getting from it is like, I'm not trying to fuck anybody but here. Is that not I just, a I'm not ready to talk yet. But is that not a renegotiation? He has the leverage, right though. He has the leverage because I got the contract. Have, no, but, so but, I don't have but, to renegotiate. But if I don't put out the music, look, Meg Thee Stallion is still in college. She's going to get her collegiate degree. And Facts. maybe she may not see the type of money that hip-hop will, will get her. But she'll be but, all right. But she's she going to be, be good. Right. That, that's so a she's fact. like, you know what? I don't got to do the music. Who loses? Yeah. You Us. don't have the Fans. leverage? No, 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 no. Bro, we didn't Carl listen. Crawford loses. Bro, we didn't give well, a no, shit Carl- about who Carl Crawford was two weeks ago, bro. Nobody did. But Nobody no, knew his name. But, but, now my but girl knows him and shit, all of that bullshit. Those are, valid, those are valid points, but that doesn't sign Carl. I mean, that ain't paying his mortgages money. He got, a, like fine, we said, $130 million yeah, deal. Fine. So he's not trying to be known either. So if Meg never makes another album, he's still going to ride off with his $68 million net worth. And I understand that. All I'm saying is is that... If you're trying to run a music company, right, mm-hmm. and your biggest artist says, I'm not putting out no more that, music, now. your music company suffers. Of course. Yeah. You it's, personally, it's you good, bro. Like, you do something you right else about to, make your mu- to make your money. You good. It don't matter about you. We're talking about the perception of the music company versus the artist. Because nobody else is signing with it. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, bro. So, that's, that, it, those exactly, are facts. Y'all are right about that. It's just like Milwaukee with Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. Who the hell want to live in Milwaukee, number one? <laughs> and what the hell has Milwaukee really done? Yeah. Right? Who? What free agent wants to sign there? Yeah. You have to make it an attractive place to bring other top talent to your organization. And right now, that doesn't look good. That's it. Mm. The yeah. perception of 1501 is not good. That now, is true. if you gave a little bone, you know what? Four four albums or two albums, 20% publishing, we, we cover all of your, your your first expenses. And then let's renegotiate on, on, on after the second album. I still want you to be here. I you know, I don't I don't want the perception to make it seem like other art to other artists that, you know, whatever you sign, it's that's it. Over yeah, I'm right. sure night out there. Come fact. on. That is a fact. Y'all right about that. If he wants to continue on in the music business, he should budge. There a should little, be a budge. A little, a little. A little. Yeah, I'm at, not least, at least have the conversation like have she's asking for. But I, I, like I, again, this is all speculation here. I think that he's under the impression that how did I get to a point where she's going on Instagram telling people that I'm fucking her or robbing? Well, excuse me, not relatively. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, but right. how that I'm robbing her and I haven't even had the opportunity to recoup what I thought that I was going to get from this. And she's talking 100%. about talking again. But I do agree with you guys 100%. If he wants to continue and sign other artists, he needs to make this right, right. Like yeah, now. That's yeah. it. And that's a fact. And I think it will. But he doesn't have to. No, he don't. No, he don't have not. to. He doesn't have to. Gotcha. Like yeah. he's, and I don't think he's a bad person if he's like, I'm standing on my laurels and I don't. I, it just I wouldn't be smart. Talking to you. It wouldn't be smart. Exactly. Y'all are right smart. about that. I ain't agree. I ain't talking about the intelligence factor of it, but just if he's speaking from a morality point. Yeah. I, okay, I see that. Now mm-hmm. another thing I noticed scrolling through the timeline was your top mm-hmm. ten albums of the decade picks. Mm-hmm. You had four Kendrick Lamar projects in your top ten. Kendrick coming, nigga. Houseway. So all right, best so, rapper so, so we we did we did two decade tops. Right, okay, yes, okay. for sure. So so you're talking about the one that we selected per year. Yes. So that one was was a little bit different because I took the the perspective of kind of what was the best and what was I listening to the most. You know what I'm saying? Okay. In that particular year. But if I just look at the decade as a whole, my list was completely Would be different. different. Okay. It was completely different. So on, on the on the list, and that was for patrons only. So if you're not a a, a patron, go subscribe. ahead. Subscribe. You know what I'm saying? A dollar gets you a lot with Denny Hip Hop. Um like on that list, like I had two Nipsey projects, like like Victory Lap was number three mm. and Crenshaw was number one. And I put mine in order. Um, Kendrick had an album. Crit had two albums on there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. the, so the list was completely different. Um, but, you know, shit, come on, man. Kendrick didn't kill the <laughs> Is Kendrick your type? Of course. He, he's a hater. He's a hater. Oh, it's yeah, not. He's a hater. I'm yeah, with Kendrick. Kendrick. No, he's a Kendrick. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't like to pimp a butterfly. He sides with Aubrey. I don't like that. Yeah, so I feel you. That, it, Whoa, it didn't, that didn't, wait, it didn't resonate with me. That's no, all. No, I, I feel because probably, that was my album of the decade. Was it? To Pimp Butterfly. It's, it's too so. jazzy for me. I'm not a jazz person. Yeah, and, 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 and that's why I say I feel it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, like I understood it because for me, it was, it didn't have high replay value. Like, from like just a personal enjoyment. Oh, let me, I got to hear King mm-hmm. Kunta. I got to hear yes. this. But it was an amazing project, conceptual project. I think it's probably one of the best conceptual projects I've heard. In 2015, I would have took Dark Side Paradise over it. And King oh, Push. No. Come on, man. And King Push. He's a Kanye stand. And I, King Push. He's a Kanye and a Drake stand. This is what I have to deal okay. with. So if we're talking about that top tier since we are here, mm-hmm. where do you put those guys? The Drake, the Kendrick, the Cole. J. Cole. So so I I, th- I think Drake 
Kendrick and Cole are are the biggest hip hop artists of this era of this generation. And before you get into that, do you guys mm-hmm. try to stray away from hot mainstream like Drake or no, guys like we've that? We've done Y'all... every Drake project. Gotcha. Okay. We've reviewed every Drake project. Um, we don't, you know, say we've done pretty much every Cole project. Obviously, we've done every Kendrick project. Right. So no, we don't, we don't, we don't stray away from that. Um, I think that like Drake is the guy that is just the most commercially successful that is, is just it is what it is you know and, and he he's kind of like LL Cool J in a sense that he caters a lot of his music to women and because of that you know he he's had that crossover appeal you know he a light-skinned brother you know how the, the females like the light-skinned brothers and just his subject matter you know what I'm saying he makes stuff that the hardest dude can listen to like 0 to 100 yeah. the hardest dude was listening to that yeah but then you know he got that um the joint that popped off last year or the year before, um, the in my feelings, yeah, yeah, that Kiki, shit. You know, what I'm come on, yeah, Kiki, yeah, come high. on, man. You it's know, it's undeniable. Yeah. It's undeniable. Yeah. Um, when you look at J Cole, man, you talking about? I think he's the complete opposite of Drake because he gets no radio play and still goes platinum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have no fucking FaceTime in front of the camera. You know what I'm saying? He barely... How many interviews does he do? Yeah, it's rare. It's rare era when he do that. You know what I'm saying? But this man puts up Drake-like numbers. Yeah. Drake-like. I didn't say Drake numbers. <laughs> Drake-like. For somebody that doesn't get the publicity and the attention. True. God. Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What it's the, organic, too. And he don't spend, yeah, like you said, organic. Yeah, it's right organic. Mouth, you know? And then I think Kendrick is in the middle of those two guys. I That's think fair. from a skill standpoint, he's oh, no, 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 no. way better. No, 100%. I'm yeah. talking more so perception. Okay. Not ability or skill. Gotcha. Perception of those three guys, Drake is a super commercial, J. Cole's the underground, yeah. and Kendrick has the, the, the- A little bit of both. He has a little bit of both because he is respected from the underground because of his spit spitting ability, and then he does get the face time. Even though he kind of, I feel like he shies away from it. He doesn't- 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't necessarily 100% embrace it, but he embraces it way more than Cole does. To me, that's what puts him at the top of the artist because because mm-hmm. he can- I can step Do in both. the cold world. I can step into Drake world, and I can kill you both. Both, yeah. Like however y'all want to do it, we can do it, and I'm gonna walk out on top. And I feel like that's how he carries himself, and mm-hmm. that's why I put him one. And I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Like I put him one. He is one. Yeah. In terms of those three, he's he's definitely number one. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a Drake fan. Killing me, Smalls. What do you have to say, Drake? Nah, I mean, man, you know why I lie, man. It's a six guy. What do you think, Kanye's one? That's my guy too, though. He hasn't missed. I'm still waiting on him to miss. Yeah, that's sick, ain't it? Still waiting. He's, so, he's y'all wake me when Kanye misses. Every one of his albums is good to him. Y'all wait. Y'all let me know. What, yeah, what was please the name ask of that questions. Joint? Please. Ask. Well, Jesus King. Uh, yeah, that joint. I mean, well, that's yeah. Well, are we, are we really oh, count oh, that? So you're an apologist now. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't count Tony Ayo as a genuine album. So why he's we, a heavy Kanye apologist? We didn't count Tony Ayo. Why are we counting the gospel Kanye album? Come on. Man, he almost no, no, that's too, that. That, come on now, come on now, what? come on. Everybody's yeah, right. That's what you really deal with. Honey. Yeah, man. Fam almost brought a made a make America great again. So relax, oh, man, relax. I'm telling you, fam. Man, you would have had a quick. Yeah, oh, don't fall. Man, man. I gotta blur him out. Damn, he's all in, man. Man, let me ask you, where do you see hip hop media going in, in, in the future around the corner? What do you see? Anything in particular? We know Dead ain't gonna be popping, still Hopefully. growing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it, it's interesting, man. Can we have this this conversation a lot? Where I, you know we feel like we were one of the pioneers, and mm-hmm. there's people that now they started way after us, and they've surpassed us in terms of popularity. Oh, or please believe we've seen yeah, the same you know thing. So yeah. you preach we, to the choir. Yeah. yeah. So we don't necessarily understand that, but at the end of the day, we don't we don't. 
you know, we don't uh, put out no hate or nothing like that. And, you know, it's all love. We want to see everybody grow. But in terms of that end, man, like, we just still going to keep pushing, man. We stay in our lane. We know all we try to do is continue to put out the best quality that we can. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's it's quality over quantity. And that's always been what we've been about. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why we don't put out a review in the next day. Obviously, we try to get quicker with some right. of the bigger ones, sure. obviously. Because it's a business, is, it's a right. business thing. Yeah. It's a business strategy. But for the most part, we try to sit with the albums because that's how hip-hop is intended to be listened to. You know, like, like you know, um, even the Royce, I felt like, you know, we, we was a little quick with it. But albums like that, you Kendrick, gotta you got to sit, you, you got to digest yeah. because yeah. because that third or fourth listen may not be enough. You know, you got to sit a couple of days and then when you listen to it, again, oh, like, shit, damn. I didn't catch that. Yeah. You know, and, and great hip hop artists do that. You know, Facts. so for us, man, um, the future, I don't know. I just I just know that we're still gonna be here. I know that we're still gonna be producing more content. I know that we're still gonna be diversifying what the hell we doing. I ask this a lot, man. Do you have an end game for Dead End? Uh in your opinion. End game is where it, it I feel like we're still employees of Dead End Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though we run Dead End Hip Hop, we still do a lot of the on the ground. Yeah, we do a lot of the grind. We do a lot of the on the ground. Like, we do a lot. And I think that for us, you know, the the kind of the end game is just to be the puppet master mm. behind it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, this is not good. You yep. fix that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. Don't that's, ask me no questions. You just fix it. You know? <laughs> just go in and do what I say. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, that's kind of where we want to get to. But I think, like, the, the, the more immediate goal is to get rid of the nine to fives, man. Yeah. Like, no doubt. So, we can completely put our focus into this stuff you know because at the end of the day like there's certain things that we don't have because our hats are content creators Mm -hmm. that's what we do so there's a lot of other things a lot of other factors that we need to take more into account but that's not necessarily our strong suit so you know we need to be able to take a step back on other things to make sure that those things get ran right yeah. No doubt, Same no doubt. Inter- issues that we have, exactly. Where can they find you on social, bro? FIFO twenty four seven, everything, IG, Twitter, all that. FIFO twenty four seven. Yep. Hey man, we appreciate you sliding. Really good interview. We definitely appreciate your time, appreciate brother. It. Absolutely. Make sure y'all check out all the shows, man. It's the mic still on. Black Korea, Dead in Sports, Dead in Hip Hop. What's the? It's just, what's the website? Uh, cover everything Man don't even go to the, oh, see, see that's part of that stuff We got a streamline Ah oh, shit Yeah so right. To so, be determined later But later yeah just um, If you Man look just google search Dead in hip hop Google search myself okay. You know what I'm You're gonna find all that bro you Okay There it is man We'll be keeping our eyes On what you guys got doing man I got going on Excuse me Hey don't go nowhere We'll be right back man On Dick TV Chip do us a huge favor if you rock with us like I know you do. Go to patreon.com slash realville and support the real, man. You'll get super dope content, all right? Album reviews. We've got Boldie James coming up. We've got several dope reviews on the way. Make sure you keep it locked and subscribe. Hit the link in the description to support the real. We are back. See on Deck TV podcast. It's your man, Animal Brown. I am Spike Lou. Man, that was young FIFO, voice of the young people. Yes, uh, appreciate him giving us that rundown and that history from dead end. Man, we're going to get some more of the guys in there, man. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Rod, uh, the last two we got to get left. We're going to run that in. Yeah, man. Now, shout out to FIFO, man. They're doing big things over at Dead End Hip Hop. Please pay attention to that, man. Go check that out on YouTube. And B. We if you're not. Too. Yep. Absolutely. The whole gang, yep. goddammit. Uh, we got some wins and losses, man. What we got? 
Wins and losses. W to Khalees and her new cannabis cooking show drops on Netflix on 420. Are you watching this? Um, yeah, I check it out. It's called Cooked with Cannabis. Uh, it's like a judging show. It's her and another co-host judging like professional chefs. They gotta make three course meals out of cannabis. I'm over the weed cooking shows. I didn't know there was weed cooking shows. Yeah, man. Viceland had one where the nigga uh, had yeah. the whole like three course meals too. Yeah. I'd rather be there. I don't want to watch these on TV anymore, so I'm good. Um, there is a I, lot I, of shit streaming right now, though. Tough. How did Khalees even get into, like, what is this? I don't know. I didn't know she could cook. I didn't know yeah, she was like, in the, I didn't know she smoked weed. Like I didn't, know, I didn't know that either. I Like, I just, I didn't know. That completely went over my head. But there's so much shit streaming right her. now. Like, it's, this is like 20th on the list if I was to watch Man, I don't it. Even know if it makes it. I'm re-watching something before I watch it. <laughs> like, this Weed a kid. That's the name of the vice show. Weed. Oh kid. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Show. I do remember that. Yeah. Nah, check it out, man. Six episodes. That's light work. What else, man? It's rough. Big L's going out to Block Boy JB. He says he's a fan of Donald Trump. Aww. Yeah. He said he tweeted, "I'm starting to like Trump because dude ass too gangster." Then he says he slick would have voted for him if he wasn't a felon. Oh, see now I'm not getting into people's political views here. Okay. If he likes Donald Trump as a person, I don't got a problem with that. A lot of rappers did right. before he was president. I just don't think that he's qualified to do his job. So, no, so, I don't think anybody thinks that. So I, that, I think that when people get it misconstrued, like Black Boy JB, and they say, oh, I like this dude, you like him if he was like the head of a business. But this the motherfucker. Right, and it's running the country. Got the pandemic going on. He like, you don't really it. like him for that, my nigga. You losing money behind it. So right. I can see him liking as a person. I ain't gonna be hard on Block Boy JB for that. Yeah, he said that in response to Trump's uh when the when the reporter asked him about his words to, you know, comfort the American shit, people. Bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said that <laughs> he said, That's it, right? You're a terrible journalist. You're terrible. You no. are a terrible journalist. No, the, the gangster shit he done did over this shit when the gal was like, Well, why are you calling it the Chinese virus? He was like well, it came from China, didn't it? Right. That's, I don't know if that's gangster or just stupid. Like, I don't know. Came from China, didn't it? I don't know. Block Boy, I see yeah. Block Boy. That's stupid. Did you see him on his IG jump off the balcony into the swimming pool? And he missed mm. time to jump and almost fucking oh, killed himself? Man, Two stories. Yeah. That's a Memphis shit so, right there. Though. He jumped over the fucking balcony like blind, though. Like, you know what I'm There's saying? nothing like, you could have told me after jumping over the balcony yeah. I would have been surprised about. That's it. true. He almost he missed time to jump, almost killed himself. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him, though. Big L's to Cameron for turning down the role <laughs> in Uncut Gems. He said, and I quote, yeah. he went on his IG and he broke this whole long soliloquy and told the director. He said he gave consulting to the director and the yep. director played him and tried to give him a sucker role. Yeah. What do you think? He played himself because that movie was fire. Thank you. Cameron, that movie was fire. Cameron's been doing this his whole career. Like, he's been his biggest, worst enemy this whole career. Like, like this movie, like, nigga, if Cam had been in this, Cam jumps off the screen anyway. Yep. He knows what he's doing as far as acting. We've seen that and paid him for it. This would have been a big opportunity for him. But, I, again, I think Cam thought he was a little bit bigger than the room. And this would have been the second best movie that he's been in. And it wouldn't even been close. Uh, I mean, obviously paid in full, uh -huh. but I'm saying all that other shit that uh, his joints, his old movie joints. Killer Season. Killer Season. That shit's ass, bro. I ain't never watched it. Oh, my God. Killer I Season. Yeah, subject myself Killer Season to 2, and it. it's trash. Oh, um, But I was wondering what would the role have been. I was like, damn, what, did you see it, though? I ain't seen it yet. Oh, fuck. It was on, like, I may watch blew it when it, I get home tonight. You blew it. Um, it was on like it was on. They had it for like nineteen ninety nine. Like relax. Ah, they tripping man. with that then. Uh, the weekend is in the movie. He has a cameo, and I, I seen bet, where he got beat up. Though. Yeah, I bet. I was wondering if I wonder if that was gonna be the role that Cam was supposed to have. 
that he offered him to get beat up. It's acting. He may not have really even he might have offered him a bullshit role because it's Cameron in twenty twenty. Let's keep it let's keep it a thousand, bro. That's, that's true. Like too. if we be in, if we being all way, well, I think, I think Cameron was insinuating that he only offered him the sucker role because he did want to pay him for his consulting fees. Ah, uh, I think that he was saying that. Uh, okay, I think that he was saying that's that, like, he, he broke him off and he explained to him how this shit would happen in New York and dude was like, "Cool, you want to be in a movie?" And Cam was like, "Nah, nigga, I want my money." Got you. Yeah, so. Gotcha. Probably one line. Yeah. Him walking on the street, passing. Yeah, the what's up, Dunny? Uh, yeah. What's up, Dunny? That's it. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out. Answer out. <laughs> hey, but real quick though, um, the two people that was supposed to be in it that didn't end up being in it, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill was supposed to play Adam Sandler's character originally, mm. and Joel Embiid was supposed to be there instead of Garnett. That he was offered that first. So seems like the other one with Joel Embiid and what's him called would have been a better and movie. Jonah Hill. Ooh, that would have been fire. Nah, Adam Sandler body bagged. I gotta see it. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Ooh, he body bagged it. Watch it tonight. Um, on deck of the week, we are going to iTunes. Um, shout out comment? to new comment. Shout out to Nitty Two Eighty Two. He says one of my favorites, the best music podcast out. Bottom line, one hundred. Shout out to Spike Lee and Animal Brown. Keep up the good work and keep holding down. We appreciate you, Nitty. Good looking, bro. Shout out to our boy that told us what. Um, that song on um Oh on the J Electronic J Elect men on Twitter. Appreciate you that, bruh. Yeah, man, because I had no fucking clue what yeah, that stood I know what for. None of that meant, man. Have you has J Elect grown on you any? Um yeah, but I liked it to begin with though. Nah, shit trash. Stop. 25K, we can talk about that. You thought it would do a hundred thousand. You want to speak on that? I was way off on the number. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it out. It's amazing that a project that. with Jay Z would have twenty five thousand on it. Completely missed that shit. Not even gonna lie to you. Um who was that? Uh Jay Electronica caller? Remember my barber used to call in <laughs> Kimani. I was saying I should have went live on here and told him he's on the show. He interrupted the show in person and, and virtually. <laughs> he likes to do that. Um, uh, what you got me to put what you got to put me on? Uh I don't know if you put me on this or we I know we've talked about it before. I don't think it was in the put on section, but the show on FX Dave. Yeah, with you the said rapper that last Little week, Dicky. man. Stop repeating the I damn put ons, dude. I hadn't watched it last week. Talk. I just started watching it this week. You said it last I week, man. I think you're man. being confused. Shit. I've watched Dave finally, and it's fire. Y'all go check out all three episodes. I think you're confused. You need to run it back. Oh, uh, that shit does look funny. It's um, funny as shit. I will say, y'all need, I'm going to put y'all on my top 10 uh, end of the world movies. Oh, my God. Because they were. Fire! I put them on Nobody IG. Cares, they were ten dude. for ten. If you haven't seen all of these movies at least twice, you bullshitting with yourself. White people shit. Number ten, World War Z. Number nine, Contagion. Number eight, Dawn of the Dead. Number seven, War of the Worlds. I mean, War of the Worlds. Number six, A Quiet Place. Number five, Zombieland. Number four, Cloverfield, all right? Number three, Signs. Number two, 28 Days Later. And number one is Outbreak. Obviously, that's a classic. These are all classic. The world is finna end due to zombies, due to some type of uh, disease or aliens invading us. That's, that's, I Am Legend is number 11. That's an honorable mention. I Am Legend is better than eight of those movies. That's not, no, no. Easily. No, you just haven't seen them. The best movie on there is Quiet Place, and then I Am Legend will be second. Quiet Place was fire. That shit was good. <laughs> Quiet Place. Your boy from the office, Jim, he, he bodied it. And he directed that. Tough. And, and that's his wife, that. too. And that's his wife in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, shit was pretty good. Check out Quiet Place. Quiet Place 2 got pushed back. Yeah, check out all 10 of the movies I just named. No. Yeah. No, I don't think nobody It's perfect for this time right here. Yeah, yeah let's watch these movies about the end of the world right now and drive 
gives everybody anxiety up. I am cool. Hey, man, y'all keep fucking with us. We appreciate it. YouTube.com slash Realville. Subscribe and like. And Patreon.com slash Realville. Go get those um, new album reviews up. We've got Rick Ross Mastermind up that we just did. Um, and we did Royce the 5'9 last week. Y'all make sure to keep it locked on there. Yes, man. We appreciate you listening. As always, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, like. Tell us what you think about the podcast. We appreciate the listeners. We appreciate the fellow podcasters. We out. Holla.